What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Coming with you with a late-ish episode. This there, one there, there's no, there's nothing late-ish about this. This is, this is a borderline late night night. Like this is a, this is a late, a late night okay. show. All I, all I want to say is there is such thing as late on the internet. If the president can make a speech late, like time it late, and like it occurs to an event, we can release a late episode. People expect it Monday. We weren't able to make that happen. We're now releasing it on a Wednesday. Yeah, but it's technically a late, late night show. See what I'm trying to do there? See, but the thing is, like, you're using it in a different context. No, than, like, it's, when it's, it's, it's late, comma, late night. Not, I, like, I, I get what you're saying. We're, like, late, late. Like, we yes. are actually late. Yes, but we're late. We're also recording late at night. Yes. So it's a late night show. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let that pass. Uh, also, today, I've been just in various stupid arguments. Facts. Like, I, have, I have heard. I have heard things said that I want to question humanity over. Like, well, not even that. Here's a question, and this is for our audience at home too. Before we even get into an actual intro, when is breakfast? When you break your fast. No, like when is breakfast? Anything before? Honestly, anything after one a.m. Before eleven fifty-nine. Okay, now because everything from eleven fifty-nine till one o'clock mm-hmm. is brunch. Okay, now here's the follow-up question: Is that fixed, or can it be moved per someone's schedule, like someone working? Overnight, they sleep during the day. They wake up at like three or four p.m. They get up and they have breakfast. No. Is that an actual thing? Heck no. Really? Nope. Funny you're because I have just eating. Well, technically, it's breakfast for you because you are breaking your exactly. fast. Exactly. That's the technique because that's what the, the term. The thing breakfast is, like, means. dictionary.com defines yeah. breakfast as the first meal. Of the day. Yes, which is you're breaking your fast yeah. after sleeping. Your first meal of the day is coming at 3 or 4 o'clock. As far as I'm concerned, it's... Oh, I lost my shan thought. It's all good. Just let us know if at home. Tweet us at email podcast. But thank you for listening to another episode of Even More About Nothing, the actual intro. I am one of your hosts... Matthew, you can follow me at all social media at Matt underscore good I just be on the internet. Like, for me, as far as I'm concerned at this point, the internet is the equivalent of being outside. Mm-hmm. And it's getting cold outside. It's getting real cold. Some, some of y'all are outside outside. I'm, like, on the porch. I'm not inside, but I'm outside. I'm yeah. on the porch. Like, you can feel the blaze from, like, a bonfire. Yeah, I, you know. Like the window, you crack the window, get the heat from the from from the flyer. But you know, you get the cool, crisp fall air. It's not it's not cold enough to go inside inside yet. Yeah, we got yeah. about three more weeks. Yeah, you might wake up to a snowstorm. I'm inside. Right. Someone. Some people are building the fire. Some people are roasting marshmallows on the fire. Some people are throwing people into the fire. Facts. I just, just be on the porch. I just I just I'm just on the porch. I just I just I, I peep things. I see things happening. Right. I just be on the porch. Uh, I, I am uh, on the internet at some combination. Of Westside Mookie eight thirty three, literally some combination of any of those words you can find me on the internet at one of those handles. Abby's around, um, so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
My Hero Academia. Facts. Finally back. Season yes, four. Yes. Back in action. We got our typical uh, recap episode before they really start hitting. And when it hits, it hits. Oh, it's going to hit hard. Like Ooh. United States of Smash. Oh, I like how you did that. Yeah. I, like, I like how you did that. My God. Um, yeah, at first I was like, who is Homeboy? And what is his... At first I thought he was going to be a quirkless. Mm-hmm. And then, nope, he's... Uh, Definitely got a quirk. Yeah, all the cameras. Apparently, uh, apparently it triggered a phobia for a lot of people. Uh, Trypophobia. Trypophobia? Yeah. What is that? Fear of cameras? No, I think it's a fear of like circular clusters. What in the actual name of all things good and real is that? I, I don't know. I saw a CBR article about it. Actually, let me Google what trypophobia is. I'm pretty sure. I've if you don't get your non-melanated <laughs> self out of my what? That is a that ooh, is the ooh, that's okay. the most not that's nonsense. Here we go. Uh, trypophobia is an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. So, like, if you think of honey- so you're allergic to herpes. No, so if you think of like honeycombs, how they have like yeah, but those are hexagonal. I'm trying to convey the point here. So, like, if you think of, like, all of those circles and stuff like that, but I think, like, imprinted on your skin. Like Sounds you know, like a fear of herpes. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's where it started. It sounds, to me, a fear of a cluster of bumps or circular objects Yeah, sounds like herpes. Yeah, I, I don't know how to Stripophobia, the fear of herpes. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah, but apparently his quirk triggered that when he had all the cameras coming out of his body. I, mean, I, I, I kind of went for half a second, but I was like, all right, I mean, it's cool, I guess. No, I was, I was just like, oh, sick. Not like, bad. makes sense. The one that, like, had me gross is like, I don't... Like my palms are real soft. Yeah, you know yeah. I use cocoa butter to keep you know soft yeah, skin. Yeah, like yeah. I said, it's cold outside, so you got to keep the skin soft. Yeah, yeah. So like I just don't like weird feelings on my palms. Yeah. So when he had the camera come out of his palm, it felt like it was on my palm, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, whatever that is, I don't like that. <laughs> but other than that, I, I think it was weird that he prints photos like from his chest. Yeah, I thought that was super but weird. But then too. Where, where else could he have it? I'd rather not. It not come. I was about to like, say, yeah, no, yeah, let's yeah. not do that. Yes, yeah, no. It's it's the most logical one. It's weird, but it. it it's logical, but it's so his weird. other hand. Yeah, that is, like that. To me, that would have made sense. One one hand can do cameras. The other hand is the printer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. That, that probably would have been better. That yeah. Then his chest. Or if he wanted to do a large format print, it just comes out of his arm. Yeah, exactly. He's a walking billboard, literally. But, uh, also, in accordance with the new My Academia dropping, they dropped a new trailer for the second movie, Heroes Rising, and they. Uh, and we just listen, have a discussion about this. Listen, we thought they were all good. They were doing good stuff. Uh, the movie, even though it wasn't canon, well, officially the events of it aren't canon. Well, uh, here, and here's the thing. The filler episode isn't canon. Well, but here, here's the thing. Is it? Is it, though? Is have we, have we determined if this episode, yes, it is filler, but have we determined if it's canon or non-canon? So for the recap episode... I don't want to say it's filler, but... I don't want to say it's filler, but as soon as I watched it four minutes in, I was like, this is a filler episode. Well, it's a recap. Like, you know every season so far they've started with a recap. Okay, and so here's the thing. If it's a recap, 
then everything that they talked about in the recap episode is canon. Yeah. Because if it's filler, it's non-canon. If this is a recap episode, then all of a sudden things just got more interesting. Yeah. Because not only did they talk about the events of United States of Smash, they also mentioned David Shield. They showed clips from the movie. Which then means they didn't show. Well, they showed Silver Age. Yeah, and they yeah, showed yeah. David Shield. Yeah. Um, well, they showed Young Alma in his Silver Age suit, um, which is literally frame by frame right out of the movie. Mm-hmm. To well, me, not, that makes it canon. Yeah, yeah. Not well, not frame by frame, but if you compare it, they did take certain. No, clips it's, from it's frame them. by frame. No, I mean like. The clips that they took are literally ripped right out of the movie and yes, dumped in the Even though they weren't in like, like sequential they, order. Yeah, yeah, sequential order. They, they literally were, ripped yeah. them right out of the movie and dumped them into this. Yeah, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say like we literally dumped it into it. They kind of repurposed it or whatever, but that's beside the point. But so with all of that, uh, yes, super cool that they're moving towards that because there are some questions. That we need answers to. First right. things first, where is Melissa and what she been doing? Right. I mean, she was in the filler episode for season three. Yep. But she appeared in a side manga. We're waiting to get to that. But with the movie that's coming out, mm-hmm. we thought, it's like, okay, they're kind of following this kind of typical formula. Maybe they're going to hold to the, like, I didn't think it would be a problem with them. Nope. I just think, like, cool. It's just a movie. They're, they're introducing some characters early. We're okay with that. But then on the poster, you see some character designs. I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't happen until season, like, later. And then this, and then this comes out, and it didn't occur to me until I read back an article, and there was an interesting point that was pointed out, which I'm not going to say to, because I don't want to spoil it for only nope. anime viewers mm-hmm. and yourself included, because I've already done that once. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it leads me to believe that this movie is supposed to take place post season five. Which, if they drop it now, will they go the route of certain anime where the manga goes one route, but the anime they, goes, like, parallel, but then begins to splinter off? No. Circa no. Game of Thrones. I think... I think... Circa Horiko- I think, Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, I think Horikoshi cares way too much about this property, and his team cares way too much about this property to let that happen. Now, it begs the question, why are they choosing to do this if the, like, points and the hints and the potential spoilers that were embedded in this do, in fact, lead us to believe that this is the timing that we think it is. When, now, is, the, in, when is the movie dropping? December. December 20th. Do we think... Oh, well, no, that's definitely not enough time. No. One episode a week. Um, if there aren't any breaks, if there aren't any breaks, there yeah. are at least seven sa- seven Saturdays till the movie. Yeah, I'm doing the math correctly, and I, I don't even really think that's that's not even time One, enough for them two, to get going three, towards four, the five, climax six, of overhaul. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Because you know, because you know how many episodes are in this season, right? They confir- it it's confirmed for twenty five. Okay, that's my question was like. Is it going to be a longer season? Yes, so, confirmed for 25. Yes, confirmed like, longer season. So do they maybe – let's do the math. Like, okay. If it drops on the 30th, that is actually midway through the 25th season run. So, yeah, because no. they've already done episode one. Because if it's only seven episodes – 
No, you're, no. you're thinking you're thinking between now, which is October, and yeah. towards the end of October, so soon, right? and it's going to run till May. So we've got this Saturday, upcoming Saturday, the nineteenth. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So ten Saturdays between now and September and December thirtieth. But that's the thirtieth. It's coming out the twentieth. It's coming out the twentieth. Yeah. Ooh, never mind. Yeah. So sorry, I thought you said the thirtieth was late. But it's it still doesn't make sense for any point in season four for people to then go and watch it, potentially have stuff ruined for them, and then they're just all upset. It's like, okay, why why would you release this now? Well, let's wait and see. They haven't done us wrong yet. They haven't, but I'm. Like you scared I, they will. I don't want to put it such on a pedestal. Like, of course, I said Horikoshi cares so much about this that they won't. But the thing is, like, no one's perfect. They will get stuff wrong at some point. Like, this might be a case. I don't want to say that. Oh, they won't do that to us because they sometimes do. Hey, Smallville. Yes, <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but yeah. yes, Smallville. yes. Uh, really fumbled that one at the end. Oh, oh man, just, just. Oh man! Yeah, we're the only the only person who knew exactly what words fit that situation is Quavo. You get the bag and fumble it. Yeah, they had they had the bag and they just ah. it's, it's it's hard to deal with. But uh, if you guys have seen the trailer, let us know your thoughts. Tweet us at Eman Podcast. But what we really want to talk about today is hold on, Demon Slayer movie announced. I thought we already talked about that. Did we talk about it? I'm pretty sure we did. Mm. Did we talk about the nonsense that's going on? We did post about it. Check out Facebook.com um, backslash even more about nothing. Facebook.com backslash White Noise Studio LLC. Uh, the plethora of just things happening with the crossover episode. We t- Okay, so we talked about it at the very beginning where they're like, okay, yeah, it's cool. We have all this stuff. Now it is getting insane. Did you see the, sn- uh, the snippet? Of Barry talking with Kevin Conroy. No, 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 I didn't. What is actually yes? Happening? So well, if they're gonna go out, go out, go out with a bang. This is the best way to do it. So because they announced Titans, right? They said something about Titans, but I don't think it's actually gonna be brought into the fold. At this point, I don't want them to. I don't want. <laughs> I don't like anything listen, to do with. <laughs> listen now, I don't say I love the Arrowverse as much as I used to. Like, we're talking season uh, three, two, season two of Flash. Not quite season four of Arrow, but, like, it was still there. Like, the, the love for it was still there. Um, but I care about it enough to not let <laughs> it touch Titans with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Please what about don't. Doom Patrol? I never watched Doom Patrol, so I can't speak on that. I've heard good things about Doom Patrol. So, but let, let's run down some of the ones that we already know that are confirmed to be in this crossover, so Kevin Conroy, uh, Kevin Conroy, Henry Cavill, not Henry Cavill, Tom Welling, Tom Welling, sorry, yeah, so Tom Welling, Erica Durance, um, <laughs> Margaret Robbie, for what it's worth, not Margaret no, Robbie, no, no. Ruby Rose, whatever she's worth. Well, she's already a part of the Arrowverse, so mm-hmm. and we don't care about Batwoman. <laughs> uh, Again. <laughs> See, uh, I care about the Batwoman character. I don't care about this TV show because yeah. A, Ruby Rose is a subpar actor. B, the costume looks like it's trash. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I almost said Burt Reynolds, not Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> is it Burt Allen? 
The guy who played Robin in uh, I, the Adam West Batman. I'm not going to lie to you. I was half a second away from saying Burke Macklin. <laughs> Burke Macklin. Burke Macklin. FBI. <laughs> if Chris Pratt actually shows up. Oh, gosh. Uh, but he... Uh, so... The guy who played Robin in Adam West Batman, he he's already been seen on set yes. wearing a Robin colored sweater. Yep. Uh, so that, and I don't know if that quite confirms that. The, so that confirms that Adam West, like his universe, is canon to this multiverse. So here's here's the here's another thing I want to ask: Are we going to get snippets and clippets of the team going through all these universes, or are we going to get an Avengers style? Team up. Just call it Justice League. Yeah. Just call it the Justice Society for all I care. Call it J. That's yeah. what it is. You don't even don't even say it. Just just do JSA. Just say yeah. JSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I think it actually is the JSA that's the one that tackles well, the JSA meets the JLA and they tackle crisis. Isn't that correct? Exactly. Okay. Um but you gotta have Jeff on the episode to break the things down. <laughs> yes, uh, but there's there's so many things happening. So they also have some act the actresses from Birds of Prey. I think Hunters from Birds of Prey is yep. going to be in there. Um, they are bringing. They're going so far as for Smallville bringing stuff from season eleven. So if you know the show is now season ten, but season eleven is a comic that they did uh, to revitalize it, which. If you remember anything about season 11, leaves it open for there to actually be a Green Lantern in the Arrowverse. Now, I know we have reservations about DC, Green Lantern, what they've done with live action, but they've hinted at Hal Jordan before, way in the beginning. They kind of forgot about it. They thought we forgot about it, but they still have Eris Fair. Eris Fair? Yeah. Like... I would be intrigued to see how they play it off. It could be a one-off. They could just mention it. And then do absolutely nothing with it. If they do anything with it, I just want them to be. A, I just I want there to be a green streak in the sky. I want someone to say something about, huh? That comic is struggling with purpose. Yeah. I just want. I want it to be quick and painless because. Or if someone's just like uh, uh, the brightest day after the darkest night. <laughs> Yeah, just do something cheesy, do something easy. We Green Lantern fans have been abused and mistreated for long enough. Speaking of abused and mistreated, a friend of ours oh. tweeted something so funny. Yes. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? No. From uh, Justice League Doom. No, yeah. The, one, I know where, the one where it's like they first team mm-hmm. up. <laughs> that gets me every time. Because Hal Jordan, after they meet up and they're taking on Darkseid. I got uh, this. He's like, I got this. He flies up. Darkseid pimp hands him <laughs> the wall. <laughs> and it's like he hits the wall. As soon as he hits the ground, not even a second to rest, his goons just go and they just like curve <laughs> <laughs> It really felt like an episode of Boondocks. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. It's it's constantly. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Jeff Johns. <laughs> one of the best memes that just makes life better. Was that also Bruce Miller? Or Bruce no, Miller? I think it was uh, the voice of that one, I believe, was. Uh, well, I mean, like Nathan. in terms of who, who wrote that. Like who's. who's I, think part was, of the I think it was Bruce Miller, but it was. Okay, yeah, I yeah. not know GL was, was voiced by Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Nathan Fillion? Yeah, listen. Oh, wow. Listen again. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Speaking of which. Uh, supposedly Firefly may be coming back, but that's 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 a little. How long? <laughs> how, how long has 
Jason. But anyway, um, let's cut to the chase. Yes. Or what we're really here for. We were supposed to talk about last week, but you didn't watch it, so we couldn't. It's not that I didn't watch it. Well, I didn't watch it. Yeah, you did not watch it. I, I, did, I didn't say whether you wanted to or whether you couldn't. I said you didn't watch it. Things happened outside, and I wasn't able to make it there. Fair enough. Now this week, through hell or high water, I was there. I was gone. I almost went twice. Yeah. To be honest, uh, I went and saw it on a whim. That's how I came to see it. And I was like, oh, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't see it. Yeah, and then I didn't see it. The one, the one person who was super excited to see it didn't see it. But um, let's go ahead and talk about it and um, we'll, from we'll two ahead. different perspectives. Yeah, we'll go ahead and say. Spoiler uh, warning. Spoiler warning. I know it's two weeks out. If you guys haven't seen it, don't listen to this if you're going to watch it. If you don't care, you've been warned. Yeah, so we're going to give this a breakdown from comic book fan, mm-hmm. DC fan, and then regular regular moviegoer. Mm-hmm. I will probably have the harshest view as a DC fan because Batman is not only my favorite comic, it's my all-time favorite comic, mm-hmm. like number one. Yeah. You know I've been campaigning for Damien to be Batman since the first day he popped out. And you got it. And... Batman, our friend Batman, swiftly yeah. said canceled within a year. Because <laughs> he's hating. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Joker. First of all, let's talk about the overall perception before you watch the movie and then your perception after. So the thing or is your, like, your, 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 your feel of it after. Here's the thing. I was, ne- I, like, honestly, like I said, I went to go see this movie on a whim. I wasn't even sure if I was going to go watch this movie. Um, I was like, I like, I, I don't know. Like, there's so many variables about it. Do I really care enough about these people doing this project to go watch it? Until someone came up to me literally daily. He's like, hey, we're going to go see Joker 7. You win? I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> and so uh, went to go see it. And then um, watching it, again, not really what sure to expect. But whatever, like, subconscious expectations I have from the movie itself, like, ceiling shattered and it was it was really good like I, I left that movie I was like that was disturbing uncomfortable like it could happen but like this odd sense of like okay I kind of want more though yeah 100% that's I think that's I walked to that theater being like okay I'm not really sure what just happened. Well, I am. I'm actually very clear on exactly what happened. Um, well, yeah. Like the thing is, and you again have a different take on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most people see it just from like I was watching it from three lenses: a uh, regular moviegoer, b DC fan, and then at a at, at a certain point in a in the movie, my therapist hat just came on. And I was just like, oh, this is totally, totally different. Mm-hmm. So when what other like and again, this might say more about me than it says about the movie. What other like the points in the movie I've been having discussions about the point in the movie where people got really disturbed, where it made people feel uncomfortable, I got interested. Mm-hmm. Because like the psychology behind what's actually going, the yeah. psych, like I can literally see the development of a psychosis. Yeah. And the funny part is there. there's points in the movie that are very, very slight that if one of two things would have changed, he would have been okay. 
they, they, they constantly show where interventions could have happened mm-hmm. and things would have gone a totally different way, but none of them happened. Yeah. I think the craziest thing, um, again, like even from someone who is nowhere near being qualified to like label himself as like a therapist other than like retail therapy. Retail <laughs> therapy. Um, but seeing there are so many interesting points in this movie. And I think what was really compelling was you're not just seeing it from outsiders, like third person perspective. It's like the flop between you're seeing him experience it and you're experiencing it with, with him. him. Exactly. And, and the big trip that happened where you're just like, wait a minute, this never happened. Ex- and oh, like, I love that. There was a, there was, there was a point again, because I've studied psychology a little bit, um, halfway through your halfway halfway through my master's gang gang um slight slight humble brag no there's there's, right. there's nothing humble about it I'm out here bragging because I can be outside um yeah there was a point in the movie where I realized oh none of this is real mm-hmm. uh and I just kind of kept my mouth shut to see what they would do with it yeah, yeah, yeah um and the second he walked in the hallway. I'm like, oh, here comes the big flip. And then the reveal happens. And, like, I could see people around me, like, screaming in their chair or shaking their head. And I'm just like, oh, y'all didn't know. Right. But the thing is, like, honestly, like, I most just, people don't. Yeah, I didn't know because it was so seamless and so subtle. And, I, and I'm just trying to think back through the movie. I'm like, what were the tell signs that this wasn't actually reality? If you watch it again, it's not about what's happening. Again, and one of the things in reading up up to the movie is he spent time in mental mental health institutions observing how people not just laugh, but behave and look and walk. And having worked in a mental health hospital, um, shout out to the homie, Eric, worked with his wife, Lane, super, super dope. The way he acts is exactly how people in an institution who are suffering from visual psychosis act. Like, it's almost uncanny how exact on it is. It's such good acting, I almost forgot he was acting. Mm-hmm. But it's less about watching him and trying to f- figure out what's going on and looking at everything else going on around him. If you notice how people react around him, that's when you get to pick out if it's real or not. Mm. It's, an, it's a whole, like, the first time it happened to me and I had to, like, learn how to watch movies that way was Inception. Mm. But, um, moment of, like, just momentary pause to give an absolute standing ovation to the director. Like, masterful work. Yes, I... I and it was weird seeing like all these pieces come together because it's like you start the movie and I was like, I was like, okay, yes, it's it's not quite the dark, grim, dirty Gotham. Nothing outright is dark, grim. <clears throat> it's seventies, from what we can tell. Uh, broad daylight because that's usually when he operates uh, as a clown for hire. But seeing everything progress and, like, his nervous tick, air quote, of him, like, being able, like, laughing uncontrollably no matter, like, what he's feeling. Uh, 
to him like practicing his dance. I just remember seeing it. I, I was like, the, the dance is like so awkward. I was like, what purpose does it serve? Until he was on that staircase, yeah, in full Joker attire, doing the dance, and then it clicked. I was like, this is animated series Joker. Yeah, one hundred percent. That that's what's going on, and like all all of it suddenly clicked and made sense. And I was like, and for me, that is signs of like great storytelling where it's like you take these pieces like I was like that feels disjointed I was like I don't know how they're gonna work that in but I'm gonna trust them I'm gonna wait on it and then all of it kind of like fits and here's here's another thing a lot of people I I I noticed that I I haven't seen a lot of people a lot talk about is the further he descends into his psychosis the more he embraces his madness and Becomes the Joker. Do you notice he has more control over his life? Think about it. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense. Actually, when he's fighting the madness, when he's trying not to, when he's trying to be quote unquote a good guy, a good son, uh, socially acceptable, mm-hmm. um, responsible for his actions, going to therapy, yeah. doing all he does not have control over his life but the 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 more he lets go of sanity um it's a juxtaposition of two uh parallel positions the more he lets go of his sanity and dives into madness the more control he has the like again the white makeup is very it's there in the beginning but the white makeup on his face at the beginning is totally different than the white like it's white white and the and, and it's it's brazen it's bright colors it's it's this is who he is no one like there isn't anything else mm-hmm. you can still tell he's a little bit of himself there's there's that juxtaposition the clown shoes are huge yeah they're plastic they're rubber the green hair is puffy no this is his real hair yeah. he's dyed it he enjoyed this the makeup doesn't like again a subtle thing the makeup doesn't come off anymore mm-hmm. it's just there yeah I loved it yeah I think um and then we'll kind of like move to some of the other like lenses you're talking about um Yes, like as he began to embrace him more, he did take more control. Um, and like, like I don't know, I can't say enough about like how well this was done and put together. Um, and actually, the more I think about it, um, the one thing that did throw me off. So at a certain point, I know we had talked about it. I think we talked about it before we got on air. Um, you said you saw the whole thing coming where it's like Thomas and like Bruce being his brother or whatever. It's like at a certain point, like I could tell it's like, I think that's what his mom's trying to say. Now, granted, I did listen to the kind of funny podcast because again, I wasn't sure if I was going to see it or not. And they had talked about spoilers. And so then I was kind of like waiting for that. But like in watching the movie, it's like, Oh, at this point you can like kind of pick up on those hidden signs. Like that's where they're, <clears throat> that's where they're going to go. What I did not see coming was him looking at those papers from the hospital. It was like, he's adopted. Like, he was abused. And I was just like, wait. <laughs> like, but, like, it makes sense. But, like, I personally, me, I did not see that coming. Um, so, one of the, again, telltale signs of, um, I think him, 
not quite being himself is like he's he's kind of stuck in the child's mindset mm-hmm. um, in an adult's body. That's another kind of telltale sale of abuse. Like that's real life psychology. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. people in a like it's a child's mind in an adult's body because whatever happened to them, they're kind of stuck in that, that, yeah, that yeah. From a frame of mind. Um, if you look at his body. When he's not wearing a shirt. Oh, yeah. His left shoulder is a little bit off. Now, I thought it came from the beating that the kids handed him. Yeah. But I was like, no, that's been there for a while. So what's... I, it kept bothering me. I'm like, so, like something's going on with his body. Because like, like, he just doesn't feel comfortable in his own skin. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's fighting two personalities. And um, that's what that is going on. But... Um, I definitely saw the, the, the bait and switch. The abuse, I didn't see coming. But his mom being crazy? Well, like, his mom being crazy, yes. But I just thought it was more of, like, he, like, this is his actual mother. Like, he's with her because that's his actual mother. That's mm-hmm. what he grew up with. Now, to him, in his mind growing up, he did not no, know. No, exactly. But to us, like we're like, so how many people are in that situation where it's like a family member is like either Alzheimer's or they have like deranged thoughts, but it's like their family, like you want to take care of them, you want to make sure they're okay, and like you just deal with it because that is your actual family. Like from my perspective, that's what I thought was happening. And so they're just like, no, she's crazy. She lied about the Thomas Wayne thing. Of course, she didn't tell him he was adopted at all. Because, like, in her mind, she probably forgot that he actually was adopted and didn't want to believe it. And then, like, seeing that, seeing him, like, revisit, air quote, like, his mom's interrogation of, like, him being abused. Why, him being in the room? Oh, so good. Yes, there there are just so many good things about it. Again, so, like, masterful film work. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the thing... The thing about that. Now, yeah. Now, let's talk about it because one of the huge things that they uh, – that people like – if at least people I've heard like recommending the movie to others and like even, even me talking to other people is like this is not a comic book movie. Okay. They talked about it going before it, but you were talking about from a comic book perspective. From a comic book perspective, some of the things that I like they held on to – Well, let's go ahead and like throw comic book and DC in there because it's pretty much the – Yeah. So from a DC and a comic book perspective is um, – this is an origin story without an origin, mm-hmm. which is a lot of people, the homie Jeff, didn't want this movie because it gives Joker an origin story. Mm-hmm. And from literally every comic that we've read, Joker has no origin yeah. story. No one knows who he is or where he came from. Um, and I think that that's the beauty of it. Like the, they, they did service to the fans they, with the whole they, adoption thing. Exactly. We have no clue who he really is. So by the end of the movie, he's just Joker. Arthur isn't. Yeah. Arthur wasn't. Arthur wasn't a real person. Yeah. Arthur was a persona. Arthur. He was living as Arthur, but he was never really Arthur. Arthur was just a placeholder. Mm-hmm. So we have no clue who his real parents are. We have no clue who he actually is. We see him become the Joker, but Joker is who he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love how that like came full circle. Yeah. But like, I could see how there's trepidation um, about why are we explaining so much about how he becomes a Joker when in reality it's just explaining how he's, he's not becoming the Joker. He's always been the Joker. He's outgrowing yeah. Arthur. 
that's the way I've, I've after thinking of the same for a couple of days, he's outgrowing Arthur's skin and embracing his true identity mm-hmm. as Joker. I, and I think, obviously, like, people from comic books, yes, you're talking about the trepidation, like, seeing it, like, worried about giving him an origin story. Other people worried about other stuff from more, like, PC's point of view, which... Yeah, go, go, yeah, go. Yeah, like, yeah. If you... I'm, but anyway, like, I, we're not going to address yeah, that yeah. because that, I don't feel like that warrants any sort of no, conversation. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and if you were worried about PC stuff, there but here's the much thing, more. Like, there's much more important things in the world to worry about. Even, even like with them saying this is not a comic book movie, and you talking about like from a comic book standpoint, like like there's it, there, there, it, things, like there are things in there are things in this movie that as a comic book fan, as a DC fan. I absolutely hate. I, See, but the, the, I, I do not like that the event that was sparked by the Joker led to the murder of See, but that's Thomas the thing. and Martha Wayne. See, here's the thing. Here, here's from, like, mulling it over myself from hearing, like, other people, like, piecing together, like, my own, like, thought piece on this. Um, I still think, even if we're, like, comic books, because, again... DC is nowhere labeled on this movie. As far as I'm concerned, DC didn't back this at all. Well, they the just beginning. like they they greenlighted. Like like okay, you guys can do this. I mean, at the beginning, it's, it's as a DC symbol on there. Did it? Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, it's very very quick. Yeah, but uh, like they were they worked with what they were given. I think they treated it more like Smallville era. Where it's just like okay, there's like stuff you can do, but not necessarily. Honestly, the I feel like wheelhouse. Like the more I think about it, and the more as we talk about it, I feel like DC probably have, had a heavier hand behind the scenes mm-hmm. because um, there is like some deep cuts. There are deep, deep cuts in this movie um, that are references to spinoff comics mm-hmm. um, that if you haven't read you would have like there's no way to, unless Thomas like the Tom Thomas Phillips that's the director's name I have no idea unless the director has been a huge Batman fan his entire life has been reading comics for forever there are some things in this movie that I didn't even catch that uh, a friend of mine filled me in on that I'm just like oh yeah that's a deep cut like you have to you have to go into the archives to know yeah. about stuff like that yeah um, so I think DC probably like hey listen you do what you want but if this is the route you want to go and I think they probably sat in the room had a conversation about we don't want to make a superhero movie we don't want to make a comic book movie we want to make a mental health movie yeah in the DC universe with this character yeah I feel like and they probably just like alright cool if, if you want to do the Joker you want to do the Joker right here's your homework so then here, here's the so then here's the question that it begs with everything leading up to it because I didn't think they would go to the extent of actually having the murder of Thomas and Martha in the movie I did I didn't think they would go that far I 100% did what I what I what I was afraid would happen is that they would actually have Joker murder Thomas and Martha Wayne and I was like if that happens I am walking out of this movie mm-hmm. because that is just never a thing. Like, the closest we got was the whole Terry McGinnis, Amanda Waller thing. Yeah. Um, there are a couple other situations where people have claimed to be the person that actually killed Thomas and Martha Wayne, but 
there the killer has no identity yeah and, but still the, Batman finds the killer in a couple comics yeah but then here's the question is with this the way they did it is it actually just like spur of the moment someone inspired by the Joker's like yeah it's like screw Thomas Wayne the one percenters need to burn he sees him running he's like alright like this is my chance I'm gonna take him out or is it actually someone hired to hit like put a hit on Thomas Wayne and then like takes like uses the chaos as a mask to do that um like again, at least in this movie context in this movie context I think it's um obviously the social backdrop of the poor against the rich mm-hmm. and again the movie gets a little political here um a very prominent figure um a bit cartoonish prominent figure is pointing a target very publicly at a person and um let's doesn't he never really like says anything should happen to Thomas Wayne but he blames all of the societal problems of the general public on Thomas Wayne so it only makes sense that someone who isn't in their right mind mm-hmm. who's frustrated and, and like the movie has F Thomas Wayne signs all over it yeah. and Thomas Wayne is kind of almost portraying the white knight role yeah. that um, Two-Face tried to be um, before it became Two-Face um and so the random act of violence, I don't think... It is a random... As far as I'm concerned, it's still a random act of violence, but it was heavily motivated by mm-hmm. the actions of the Joker. So, and with this one, because it's the becoming a Joker, Joker, um, depending on what variation you look at Joker, he uh, tends to leave a lot of casualties in his wake. 100%. And so because this is like... Uh, I'm just going to use the term coming of age uh, movie. It's not very high in body count, but the kills meant something. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think this is and they say it very subtly. And I was like, "Ooh, that's really good. And it probably made most people uncomfortable um, to hear someone and see someone say that or admit that. Um, but for me, I was like, that's exactly what should happen. Yeah. As he talks about is he sh- he keeps wanting to feel bad for killing the two boys and the, the three. Subway, the yeah. three. And he's like, I don't feel bad. I yeah. feel good. Yeah. This is everything that I've wanted. And I'm just like, I think that's the joke. The genius of that entire interaction and that scene comes from. You remember what he practiced? Mm-hmm. He never went with that. Like, he got on there and, like, literally at the last second, kind of as Joker does, he's just like, nope, we're doing something different. Like, this is my show. I'm not going to let you get the last laugh. Mm-hmm. I have the last laugh. Because he had always planned that he's going to open up, talk to him for a little bit, and he's like, hey, do you want to hear a joke? He's like, knock, knock, kill himself. Like, that's on air. But then he comes across that one sense that he see at the beginning of the movie, and it's like, I just want, like... My death to mean something. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was. Um, I want well, my death. My, to it was mean like, will my death have more meaning than, than my, my life? life. Yeah. Uh, and then he was just like, it's like, no, like my life will mean something. And then he spirals. He just goes, takes him on the joyride, and then finally ends up. And he's like, and gosh, that that joke, that punchline. And he's like, what do you get when you got a guy who's been spit beaten on? Uh, and abused by society finally snaps like he's like you get what you deserve point blank boom in the head 
I was just like, like this, yes, Joker. Oh, what I oh what I again, and this is me in my deep, deep, deep cut bag. I almost wanted them to bring out the classic bang with the flag, and then he was like, "Oh, shoot him!" Oh, if that would have happened. Dude, like my the comic book fan of me would have freaked out. Um, I think I was initially a little too hard about it because I said it's one of the worst things I've seen as a comic book fan, but one of the best movies I've seen outside of that. Uh, as a comic book fan, as a DC fanboy, give it a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. As a regular human being, as someone who's interested in psychology, as a regular moviegoer who just went to see this movie by himself on a Thursday afternoon, give this movie ten, bro. It's a masterpiece. I'm gonna get. I'm. This is in my top twenty. Yeah, it, it was it was a really good movie. I'm I'm glad I got to see it, uh, and I think the now let let's step back for a second. If they wanted it to be more of a comic book movie with DC's blessing, obviously they would have sat them down like this is this is everything you need to do. If I'm a firm believer that if they hit a hard reset and they started with this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. DC would clean up. Dude, they would be on a way different track than what if, they ended if up if now. This, if this movie sets a precedent for DC movies going forward, oh, it would be such a breath of fresh air. Yes. Because this is the quality, the kind of content, the depth we're used to in the animated movies, in the comic books. This is what we've been saying. The stories in the comic books are amazing, mm-hmm. but they just, they transition to bubblegum nonsense on, on the big screen. Yeah. But this, and the, here's the thing, the fact that it's selling yes. and it's breaking records yes. for R-rated movie, for whatever, like, people are still trying to pigeonhole it as a superhero movie. It's still breaking records. Yeah. I think will make Warner Brothers, the parent company that owns DC, realize that, hey, people actually want these kind of stories, so give us more. Yeah. Uh, I want, I, I legit would love if this is kind of like a spiritual reawakening for all the DC movies because they're like again they've literally turned into bubblegum nonsense like mm-hmm. Aquaman was too much CGI and the fact I think I loved about, I think about this is like there's minimal CGI yeah yeah because again that's the point. It, it's it, not a superhero it's movie. grounded the only thing was a super rats <laughs> the super rats <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was it was very it was meant to be grounded it was meant to be realistic it was meant to be not a far reach it was meant to be um, what's the name of the show? Netflix, Bandersnatch. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think about it. Yeah, I can't think of it. I, I haven't watched an episode a day in my life. But it's meant to be like, take it just a step further. Like, what if this happened? Like, it's it it's kind of a reach, but it's not really a reach. Like, that could happen exactly. potentially in the future. And it, here's the thing: who's to say? That it hasn't happened at a much smaller scale. Right. Like, literally, all of these things at some point or another could have happened separate of each other. Mm -hmm. What makes the movie, um, and I think it make it feel so real, is that everything seems so plausible. It's just taking all the things that are happening at different time periods and different places 
and putting them in the same city at the same place in the same time. Yeah. And that's what makes it work. Yeah. Um, I think one of the coolest ways for them to, to go out of the movie was him in that uh, in Arkham. Yeah. And as he's sitting there and then he's just thinking he's thinking over the events. Um, he's surely gotten news of like uh, Thomas's death and then kind of like that slide nod breaking the fourth wall to the to all the comic fans out there. And then he's just like, sorry, I was just thinking of a joke. And then he's like, well, the lady's like, do you want to tell me? He's like, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> and then he kills her. Exactly. Like he kills her off screen. But then you just see him like walking with blood, just like roaming like he owns Arco. Right. And then you just see him like running across, <laughs> running away from the guard. Yeah, which <laughs> is funny because there's there's a bit of foreshadowing. It's like. How does someone get in when he meets uh, Paperboy? Yeah. <laughs> David Tyree Henry, shout yeah. out to Paperboy. Uh, this is, this is Crossing one universes. <laughs> right. Uh, man, I would love if somehow uh, this was in the Atlanta universe. <laughs> but Because um, he's going to be... Uh, uh, he's in uh, Inhuman. Eternals. Eternals, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, to go from him being like, how does one get here? And it's almost like he planned to be there and now it's not just like he's there as you said he like owns the place yeah and you can you just and there's lots of cool stuff like the parallels between him and then Heath Ledger's um like Joker when he's riding in the cop car mm-hmm. and then I just I still think it's just kind of funny that literally everyone in the clown mask like from the time he's getting like everyone's like building up the stereotype um not stereotype but like building into the hype and to the manic drive um that like, no one knows who this clown is. Yeah, and it's, like, it's we're, we're so, all the clowns. It's so funny that um, they lay him almost on the on the. It's almost like a resurrection out of the phoenix. Because they they've they've literally done that. I think they've done that in a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. They've done that in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally tropes of like stuff that the like the public does for their hero. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Except there is no hero. In no. Story. Like that's the best thing about this. The best thing about this story is there is no hero. There's almost no resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, very good. Tom Phillips, the entire team, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, my God, thank you for this performance. Welcome to the pantheon of like, like he's officially in the nerd pantheon. Like mm-hmm. nerds are going to love this movie. Some people are going to hate it, but you know, whatever. Haters going to hate. Yeah. They hate us because they ain't us. I think one of the interesting takeaways or one of the interesting, like, uh, hot takes that I've heard about this, not hot takes, more like a theory, is that uh, this Joker that we got isn't like the Joker that we're supposed to get or that's supposed to rival Batman. Mm-hmm. Like someone like came with, I don't remember where I saw it, but they came up with a theory like this is the, like this guy inspired the Joker or inspires the Joker that then faces Bruce as Batman. Which is so good. Which in that, in, which in that universe is very interesting because like obviously with the age difference, it's, it's kind of hard to keep up with uh, that. So it's just like a young Batman beating up an old Joker. Like, yeah, but we, I mean, like we don't really get that. Yeah. We don't really get that. It wouldn't be the first time, but let's, What's interesting to think is at one point Batman gets in the God chair. We've talked about this. Yeah. And he asks the God chair, who's the Joker? Yeah. And, like, and the God chair goes, which one? 
in this universe, that's a real possibility. Mm-hmm. Because by the time Batman Year One occurs, this Joker would be mid fifties, pushing sixty. Mm-hmm. So by the time Batman is seasoned, he's thirty-two. He's been doing this for a while. This Joker's pushing eighty. Who's to say there isn't a kid who's Bruce's way, who's Bruce's age right now, but is on the exact opposite track of Bruce, mm-hmm. looking at the looking at the Joker, um, like fantasizing over the Joker, wanting to be nothing but the Joker, mm-hmm. and they are the ones that are coming up to where we watched Justice League, um, you know, un- unlimited as kids, and they were yeah. virtually the same age. Yeah, that's also a possibility. Yeah. I think uh, one of the interesting things, and we can end on this, uh, is looking back at, because uh, when I was listening to the Kind of Funny podcast, uh, they were talking about, like, even though it wasn't a comic movie, they kind of took, like, leaps of trust in, like, linking things that typically wouldn't work in traditional cinema, like the thousands of people riding the streets in the Joker mask. Like, of course, it was building up, but then all of a sudden, like, one event happens on TV that's just like, riot the streets! It's like, yes, Gotham is a complete hellhole, but it <laughs> it doesn't devolve that fast. Exactly. Well, I, Philadelphia's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said to, it. Shout, shout out to my piece from Philly. We love you. You, you uh, said it, not me. But... You think about like this Joker because he's a blend of a lot of Jokers that we've gotten a- across exactly. shows, comics. Because uh, you'd have to think it's like like they just have such utter devotion. It's like you guys know this guy will literally use you and then kill you when he's done. Because mm-hmm. that's what he does in a lot of the shows. Is like he'll have his henchmen and it's just like he's like oh I think that one's broken turns shoots him and is like let's go kind of thing. So you see them start to build up this, like, manic drive that is, like, we're here for the chaos. We know we're just pawns, but we are part of the chaos. And I think it was so smart for them to do that. Really, really good. But that's just our thoughts. Let us know what you guys think. Hit us on the internet. At? Email podcast. On? All social media, facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. Now, where can the people listen to the show? You can listen to on any streaming platform that you so desire or you are willing to try. And if you choose to engage in conversation at any point in time, you can find me on the internet at some combination of the words uh, Real Mookie 833. Westside Mookie. Or Westside Mookie 833. Real, real, real Mookie 833. I think it's still on PlayStation. On, yeah, PlayStation. I still haven't changed my PlayStation name. I, I probably should. I, 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 really I should go ahead and pay the 10 to change my PlayStation name. But uh, <laughs> You can also find me on all social media at Matt underscore Bluetooth, the number one fan account of Pablo Sanchez, and, and Freshly Beat Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oof. Fresh man. Uh, yeah, I uh, hopped back into Destiny. Mm-hmm. Booted it up, played it for a solid two minutes, turned it right yeah. off. I, played my I went to, I was literally turned it on, walked around the tower. Yep, same and exact I was like, thing. I was like, man, I was like, this, it's like this place is dope. Turned it off, <laughs> went to watching One Piece. <laughs> yeah, I like got to the tower, I'm like, oh yeah, that's dope. Dumped all my stuff in the, dumped all my stuff. I mean, all my stuff in the vault. Wait, scooped up a couple trophies. I'm like, huh. I wonder where Zavala is. Cool time to watch Naruto. Goodbye. <laughs> it really be like that. Yeah, Destiny's, really Destiny is going to be a fun like game that. to play and really jump back into and have fun with. 
But as of right now, it's time to go to bed, dog. Yeah, it's time. It's about that time. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to be late night hosts, but we'll definitely be late hosts. Um, at, that, sure. at that point, like we'll have our own schedules and we'll wake up at 3 p.m. and we will eat breakfast. And that's how you end the podcast. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.